Revival Explosion Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it. You cannot expect a newborn babe to, you know, eat meat and, you know, uh, eat all kinds of stuff that we eat. And we cannot expect a three-year-old to know how to make decisions um, so clearly. Why? Because they are in a process of development. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed something in the Bible that uh, even Jesus, he makes a lot of parallel between natural realities and spiritual realities. I've noticed that. Have you ever noticed that? His parables, he talks about harvest, he talks about seed, which are natural things. And then he develops uh, thoughts and patterns considering uh, spiritual realities with natural realities. And there's a comparison. Even Jesus said this, for example, I am the bread of life. Bread is a natural substance, right? Uh, amen. Is that Google? Amen. <laughs> Somebody's Googling the message to see if I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. But <laughs> so there is a parallel between natural reality and spiritual reality. You can see that all over the Bible. When uh, the parable of, of, of the, the, uh, the seeds that were sown and some were sown into uh, thorny ground uh, some were sown by the wayside and there's a parallel and then Jesus makes a comparison with the spiritual real reality why is that because God wants us to understand the spiritual reality with uh, uh, things that we understand in the natural already so I want you to open your Bibles in 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 I'm going to go through several scriptures talking about spiritual growth. How can I grow spiritually, Pastor? How can I develop? How can I mature? Because it is the will of God that you keep growing. Some people are, have been for 30 years in the church and they're still in their spiritual diapers. Amen? Time has not gone by for them. They're just acting as babes. Amen? But let, let's go for that. And, and I want to give you the word for, for growth. Are you there? Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Okay? Now see here that Apostle Peter, he said, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Again, there's the, uh, a natural element that we understand called milk. A newborn babe needs the milk of the mother. It's the best. Isn't it the best? Um, we got a, we got a registered nurse here. Isn't it the best? The, the milk of the mother is the best for the newborn babe? Always the best. So the newborn babe needs the milk for nourishment. And the Apostle Peter is also referring to a natural element saying, Desire the pure, the pure milk of the word that what? You may grow thereby. In other words, God's desire is for someone who is a babe in Christ, is for them not to stay as a babe but to grow. Amen. And he says that we should desire the pure milk. In other words, there must be a desire in your heart to grow spiritually. It is intentional. Say intentional. It is intentional. That means I am intentional about my growth. 
in the natural realm, natural reality, you're going to grow. Of course, if you're malnourished, there's going to be a problem there. That's why some kids in Africa, have you seen those documentaries where you see a lot of kids who are like so skinny, they're so tiny, they're so underdeveloped. Why is that? There was no nourishment that was necessary for them to receive in order for them to grow. And unfortunately, there are many Christians today who are malnourished. What do you mean, Pastor? They don't receive the word. They don't receive even the milk. They don't receive uh, food for their spiritual life. Therefore, they are Christians, but they're malnourished. They're struggling with things all the time that they cannot get free from. They don't receive the word of faith that will make, cause their faith to rise so they can fight the problems of life and overcome. Other than that, they are only hearing self-help messages. They will just tickle their ears and say that everything is going to be fine. But they're not learning even the basics of Christianity. Who Jesus is. What has Jesus accomplished on the cross. What about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ? Uh, what is salvation? What is being justified by grace? What does it mean to be righteous before God? What is heaven? Is heaven real? What is hell? Is hell real? Things that we consider basics, but many people are not hearing these truths. Therefore, they are not growing spiritually. They are malnourished. And one of the aspects of this church that we have very strong, we want to nourish people. We want to feed people with the pure milk of the word first. That they can receive nourishment and they can begin to grow. They can begin to develop their relationship with God. They can begin to learn how to hear God's voice for themselves. It is not our objective to teach you just to hear from us. It is our objective to teach you how you can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and you begin to hear the Holy Spirit for yourself. Amen. That's true discipleship. True discipleship is, is producing disciples of Christ who will look like Him, talk like Him, and hear the Father just like He did. But in order for that to happen, you got to start with the milk. Like I was saying, you cannot give a newborn babe meat. I cannot give him picanha, a Brazilian cut, you know, that's really awesome, that I like it. But I cannot go to a newborn baby that's three months and say, hey, take this. It's not going to happen. They cannot take it. In the same way, there are people who are coming to church. They are brand new believers. They are, they're just like babes. You got to feed them the milk. You know, there's one person that came to the church re uh, recently. He's now in Brazil. And he got saved here. You remember that. He got saved here, baptized in the Holy Spirit here, and he was baptized in water. All in a period of three weeks. All of that happened for him. Saved, baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Ghost in three weeks. He completely changed, completely transformed. And so he, he, he got so curious, he began to read all of stuff from the Bible and he was asking me questions. Hey, Pastor, what about the end times, the end of Christ and all about this? What about that? I said, okay, just give yourself some time because you will learn all of that. But, you know, how about reading the four Gospels first, learning who Jesus is first, developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you know, really uh, learning the basics of Christianity and then you'll get there. You'll make it. But don't try to learn everything at once because that's not going to happen. You'll be like shooting all over the place and it's going to be really complicated. And so he understood and he's like, okay, I'm going to read the four Gospels. He's reading the four Gospels and go, but he's drinking the milk because he needs to grow. And so we must understand and give grace to people as well. Uh, 
Speaking of that, so I, I remember I was a child and I was in a, in a very um, Pentecostal traditional church, if I should say that way. Um, old time Pentecostal, holiness Pentecostal, however, you understand what I mean. Uh, I was raised in that as a child, but I never, never really identified with that, except the, the power of the Holy Ghost, I believe completely, but I don't like the religious stuff. But anyway, I remember uh, having seeing the pastor preach a message about salvation. He was preaching about the prodigal son. And I remember one girl uh, came in and she, she was crying, she was feeling the presence of God and she came in to receive Christ. And she was a teenager and she, her clothes were not like the most appropriate for church. I understand that. But she was not a Christian. She had like a, a dress that was like super short and she had like, you know, things that were not like appropriate for church. But she, she was touched by God. I could see that. I remember that example. And right after the altar call, she cried, she received Jesus. The pastor called her in on the side and said, I'm glad that you received Jesus. That's awesome. But these clothes are not appropriate. This is not for church. Next Sunday, don't you dare wear this. And I saw her face. She was like shocked. And, and he, the way that he spoke was so harsh and so intense. It's like he was rebuking her like if she knew the Lord for a long time where she was a brand new babe that has just been born. You know what happened? She never showed up again. That is an example that we need to understand where people are in their walk with Jesus. Just because you have grown and you have matured does not mean that everybody's at the same level and everybody understands what they're supposed to do. That girl had just come to the Lord. She was sincere. It was not the time to... Actually, not even rebuking. You could teach that later on. You Just disciple her. Give her grace. She'll learn. The Holy Spirit will teach her. And then you can teach her. But don't just call her on the side, on the same service. Don't you dare dressing like this for the next service. So she thought, okay, I don't need to come next service then. Because if you treat me like that, I don't want to come... And I've, I've seen that over and over again in church where people don't understand the process that we go through. We all go through processes and we got to give people grace to where they are. Amen. Spiritual babes must drink milk. And we, uh, even the Bible says that we got to have grace for the weaker in the faith. Those who are weaker in the faith, we got to have grace for them and understand that they, just because you've been a Christian for 30 years and you know exactly what to do, does not mean that the person who is just coming to the Lord knows everything that you know because it took you a long time to find out what you know. Isn't that true? That's what discipleship is so necessary. But discipleship that comes with teaching the person of the Holy Spirit. We believe in discipleship here. But we believe in discipleship leading people to the Holy Spirit. Not like I'm going to control your life. I'm your father and you're going to do everything I say. You know what I mean? But okay, I'm going to teach you how you can run to the Holy Spirit and how you can go deep in the Word of God. And yes, if He wants to use my life, my wife's life, you know, to, to minister to you, uh, He will. But ultimately, you want to teach people how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because one day they may end up going to China and they'll not have the church there unless if they watch online but it's not the same thing but they'll not have the church there with them so they need to develop that relationship with the lord amen 
Um, so growth is something that is going to happen. Go to Luke chapter 2. But it must be intentional for a believer. Luke chapter 2. Verse 52. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Are you there? It says this. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. I'm going to say it again. And Jesus increased. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? Jesus himself increased in favor. I mean, why did he increase? Isn't he God? Yes, he is God. But he came in flesh. He came as a human being. So he needed to go through the process. Jesus was a baby. And even Jesus had to submit to the process of growing in life. He did not become an adult, right? Like, like the ne next day. It took him time to develop. And the Bible says that Jesus increased in favor and wisdom before God and before so that tells me something. If Jesus needed to increase in favor and wisdom before God and man, so do I. How, how much more do you need to increase in favor and wisdom before God and man? You need to increase in favor be, before God and before man. And for that to happen, my friend, it takes time. It takes a process. It's not overnight. We live in a generation that is so impatient. That's the word. Everything must be quick. Everything must be fast. That's why we have fast food, which is fast, but it's bad for your body. It's fast. If it takes five minutes, it's, oh, that's, come on. I cannot wait that long. Come on. Microwave. Everything must be fast. Everything is quick. You got a tweet. You got, you know, Instagram. You got every, everything, you know, immediately. Quickly, quickly, move quickly. Our attention span is not the same as it used to be. How many teachers do we have here? Amen. Am I speaking the truth? People's attention span nowadays, even children, is, is so quick, so fast. It's not the same. Why? Too much information all the time. So we cannot focus for so long. That's why some people cannot, you know, hear me preach for like 40 minutes. They're like, come on, just shorten it for 10. No. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Why? Uh, people's attention span are not the same. So uh, we live in a generation that's so impatient that we want everything fast. But in God, He knows what He's doing. He knows what He's doing. Sometimes you're like, man, why doesn't it happen now? Come on, I'm ready. You know? Like, I waited a long time to be married. And I tell you what, I was very impatient at one point. I'm like, man, come on, it's taking too long. I'm ready. And God says, no, no, you're not. I'm like, I am. <laughs> come on, Lord. Will, will I be single for the rest of my life? My goodness. No, I wasn't going to be. But I was, I was just like struggling with that idea because in my mind, I was ready to go. And then the Lord, no, like, no, you need a little bit more work. You'll be fine. And thank God I'm I'm more than fine. I'm blessed. Amen. 
Amen. But sometimes you're like, I wonder why is it, it's taking so long. It's because, you know, it's, the blessing is so good. Amen. That he's preparing your blessing. Amen. It's taking so long because what's going to happen is going to be so, uh, it's going to so blow you away that it's worth waiting for the blessing and never, never allow the, your impatience to produce Ishmael's. Never allow your impatience to produce Ishmael. The impatience of man produces Ishmael, Ishmael's. Abraham got to the point where God gave him a promise and Sarah and then Abraham was like, come on, Lord. And look, he was not even in our generation because their attention span was much better. They didn't have internet. They didn't have all this communication stuff. I bet that their attention span was much better. But it came to a point where Abraham was like, okay. Then Sarah's like, I, they were discussing, we have, we have a solution. You know, we got Hagar right here. She's ready to go. It's concubine. Come on. I mean, nowadays, man, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> that would not work. <laughs> How many women there would agree with me? Like, you, you didn't send your husband to a concubine. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have an idea, you know, like a concubine right here, you know. No way. But what happened? Their impatience produced something from the flesh that even today there are consequences some of your decisions if you're not careful if you do your make your decisions based on your impatience it will produce consequence that will affect you for generations to come my god that was good seriously some of our decisions are so serious you know if you decide what you're going to eat today at lunch what restaurant you're going to go or if you, it's not a big deal right you don't need to be like, I'm, I'm praying the Holy Ghost to find out what restaurant I should go to. Some people are like that for minor things, you know. I'm praying if I should take a shower today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just know you have to, right? You, you don't need to be praying for that. I, oh, I need to pray to what restaurant do I go to after service? I mean, come on, just choose. God gave a brain. God gave a taste. Just choose. But some decisions are so serious. Whoever you marry, so serious. Whoever you, um, or where you're going to live. Uh, what business you're going to open or what? I mean, some decisions are, not, are big deals. They're life-changing decisions. Even the church you attend, it's a life-changing life decision. Because I, I, I know some people who stay in a dead church and they're like, oh, I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm there to make a difference, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. But the, the anointing flows from the head to where you are. And then, and then later on, you're like, I don't know why I'm so cold spiritually. I know why. You don't need to wonder. Amen. It's true. I've seen that so many times, more than once, where people are like, I go there, but blah, blah, blah. Okay, right. After two years, we'll talk about it. Watch what's going to happen. And, and this, I don't need to be a prophet to discern that. That's just the experience. And so um, some decisions are they're so crucial for our lives. And you need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, impatience will set in and you'll make your decisions based on impatience. And that's when you run into trouble. But it all has to do with spiritual growth. When you become, when you become mature, then you learn. Okay, I cannot just make the decisions I want to based on my impatience. I need to wait on the Lord and find out what does He want from me. What is it that the Lord wants to do in my life? I cannot be living based on my impatience. Amen. Let's go for another scripture. How many are learning something out of this? Amen. 
Let's go to 1 Corinthians. I'm going to show you more scriptures where um, there's a parallel between the natural and the spiritual. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. That's why God wants you to grow. That's why He wants you to be nourished with the Word. Because there will be things in your life that you need spiritual maturity. And it takes time for you to get there. But once you get there, you'll learn how to make decisions based on the Spirit of God and the Word of God. And you will encounter a balance where you already know, sometimes some things you know before you pray. I'll give an example. Um, my mom was praying for a lady and, and counseling a lady that wanted to get married. And she came to my mother and said, you know, the Lord spoke to me. I already know who my husband is. I said, okay, great. Is he in church? Yes, he's in church, blah, blah. But I said, but, but, but pastor, there's a problem. My mother's like, What's the pro what, what, what is the problem? I said, he said, he's married. He's married. I'm just waiting for him to divorce so he can get married. And you know what I mean? And, and there'll be a blessing. He, he is my man. My mom said, no, that's the devil talking to you. He's not your man. He's married. That's, that goes against the principles of the word of God. That's adultery. You're, you're coveting someone's else, someone else's husband. He's not your husband. No, but the Lord spoke to me. He didn't. The Lord will not, never contradict his word. He'll never go against what he's, he's written. So, uh, if that lady was nourished in the word, she would know better. She would not listen to that spirit. That she said she heard a voice. Well, that voice was not God. If, if that lady was being nourished in the word, receiving right teaching, knowing the word of God, she would not even consider that voice. Just rebuke it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal and as to babes in Christ. Look at Paul is saying to the Corinthians. I could not speak to you as spiritual people. In other words, you're not ready. You're, you're babes. Verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believe and as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor is he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. See, all over these verses, you can see natural realities with spiritual realities. He's talking about the milk of the word. I fed you with milk. And the reason why I did not give you the meat is because you are not ready. That's what he said. And now, even now, you're not ready still. What is the milk? The basic foundation of Christianity. That's why, for example, we're having the next step class, but it's not just for newborn Christians, but it's also a matter of aligning people to the vision uh, of this church and, and what we want to achieve and what why it's so important for us to know what we believe. I gave examples during the class today. Uh, we're having for the next three Sundays that we uh, have next steps for those who are 
and planning to join and planning to be a part. Um, I gave plenty of examples today of, of, of you know, people that even ministers who don't know what they believe. And it's a very serious issue when you walk with that because you must know the foundation of your faith. Amen. So Paul is telling the church, the Corinthian church, you're not ready, you're babies in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food before until now you're not able to receive it. And even now you're not still able. And then he mentioned something. Whether envy, strife, divisions among you are not carnal, behaving like mere men. So he's saying, whether it's envy, jealousy, strife, division. Well, sometimes the church is so focused on sexual sins or, or money sins. You, you, you think about, for example, pastor so-and-so fell and all. Oh, who did he sleep with? Isn't that immediately what people think? Because the, the, the list goes straight to uh, sex and money, which are big deals. I understand that. But it is not just that. Paul is not even mentioning like sexual things here. He said, whether it's jealousy, strife, discord, envy, divisions. He didn't say about any sexual thing here. Division is not sexual. What is division? When, when, there's, when, when you bring lack of unity, when you bring uh, discord, dissension, division. When that, and then he said, whenever there is, this is there, that means something. You're not spiritual. You're carnal. And you're not ready to receive the meat of the word. You're, that's why I'm feeding you with milk. So as long as we stay there, you know, sometimes the churches, um, I mean, the, when I say church, I'm not trying to attack any group or, by, by any means. I'm saying the church in general. You can find so many people that are attached with so little, little things, little discords and little, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. Okay, do something. You know what I mean? Just, just, just. I've seen people that go to church so and so and they, they bash the pastor, they bash the, and they come to talk to the, oh, I don't like my pastor, like, what are you doing there? Just shut your mouth and leave. You better, you, you'll be better off if you just leave. Don't stay in a place just, bah, 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 bah. I don't like this, I don't like my pastor. It's like, okay, you don't like your pastor. Number one, just go and tell him, amen, have a conversation, why, whatever discord you have. Or number two, just leave because it's not a blessing. I'll not be hearing that from people coming, I don't like my past. I'm like, okay, just, you might as well just leave. You know? Why? All of this is a result of someone that has not grown in the Word. Because when you grow in the Word, you know better. When you grow in the knowledge of God, then you know better. Then you, you're able to receive the meat. You're able to receive uh, the next things that the Lord has for you. So Paul is telling the Corinthian church, and he called them, you're babes in Christ. You're not, you're carnal. You're not spiritual. You're not ready. Why? They had not developed it yet. And the word for you today is you need to develop. You cannot stay on the same. And sometimes, you know, God will change your menu and he'll like, okay, now you don't need milk anymore. You're going to go for the meat of the word now because you're ready. You're ready for it. You, you're following me. You're following the Holy Spirit. You're understanding the Word. Now you're ready to receive them. You're ready to be promoted. If you stay always in the same level, you'll never be promoted. But you must desire, say desire, to grow. I must have a desire. You know, I look at my life 10 years ago and I'm so glad that I'm growing. Even my preaching, I look at my preaching sometimes about from 10 years ago. It's like, man, 
I, I, I like myself better today, amen? I'm, I'm wiser now. I sometimes can say things. Sometimes I was just too, too raw and too rough on some things that I said. Not that they were wrong, but I was, just, I, just, I was just so zealous to say some things that were just like so out there. And I'm like, man, I can say the same thing in a different way that, I'm, that, I'm, that I have wisdom now to say things and, and it will draw people rather than cast them away. Amen. When, whenever you're uh, too young, you can be too zealous and you'll be like, man, like I'm going to like, like a machine gun. Brrr. You know? <laughs> but it takes humility. It takes desire to grow. You got to humble yourself. Lord, I must grow. I don't want to be, you know, like in my 80s and 90s acting like a child. Isn't that so something terrible? When you have a son or a daughter, they're like 45, and they're like acting like they're like 15. You know, they're like, they're like, you know, in their 40s, and they're like acting like they're teenagers. My goodness, seriously, grow up. <laughs> grow up in the natural, but also spiritually, grow up. I've told people before, come on, how, how long have you been in church? Oh, I've been, okay, it's time for you to grow. Seriously, grow up. You know better. You know the word just act upon the word amen so spiritual growth is something that is needed i must be nourished say nourished i need to be nourished how do i how am i nourished pastor i'm nourished in the word i'm gotta be grown in the i must know the word of god i must eat of the word of god every day not just on Sunday mornings, but I must read the Word, understand the Word, be disciple in the Word, uh, be connected. Say connected to the vine. You got to be connected. Why connected? Because, you know, Jesus said this. Uh, if you're not connected to the vine, you can do nothing. If the branch is cut off from the vine, it will die. You got to be. That's why we are so strong about a local church. Even though we have an itinerant ministry, I always tell people, you need a local church. And there's a movement all over the world of churchless people that believe that they can live without a church, that they, they don't need a pastor, that they don't need a, a local body. It's a lie from the devil because what the devil wants, he wants to isolate people where they're at home and there's no one to teach them the truth from the word. There's no one that will be beside them praying for them and believing God for a breakthrough in their lives. Therefore, they're so isolated, they become an easy prey for the enemy. So many people, so many young people are so against structure. They're like a, still like a, a modern hippie generation who does not, want, does not want to feel like there are rules and there are principles that we live by. But it's a lie from the devil. There's a rebellious spirit that we must come against. We do need the church and the church needs you. Amen. Amen. Uh, that, by being in a local church and by submitting to the Word of God, you shall grow like you never knew before. You shall grow in confidence. You shall grow in boldness. You shall grow in the, your knowledge of the Word, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. But it's a process that you must submit to. And it's intentional. Because in order for a child to grow, they need to intentionally drink the milk. Or, or the mother needs to be intentional about giving the milk. If the mother just withdraws and says, you know what? The child will just grow naturally. <laughs> That's not going to happen. The child will die eventually. Don't think that your spiritual life, you can just not take care of it. Oh, Pastor Hermes, you know, 
uh, I'm so busy. Okay, you may be busy. I understand that. But you must take care of your spiritual life just like, like you take care of your physical body. When you're hungry, you go eat. Why is it that when you're starving spiritually, you just keep doing the same thing and you're not eating? Amen. Oh, pastor, I'm so weak in my faith, my journey, my walk with God. Okay, but you don't make time to pray. You don't make time to, you know, come together in fellowship, come, come, come to hear the word. You don't make it a priority in your life and you think that just naturally things are going to fall from heaven. You're going to grow spiritually just like that. It's not like that. It's intentional. Say intentional. It's on purpose. I got to make it a priority. You know, if I want to um, build muscles, I need to be intentional about doing that. It's not going to be like, I'm going to be sleeping and I wake up. I'm like, I'm just like, you know, full of muscles like here. Yeah, it just came naturally. No, it's going to take work. It's going to take intentionality. It's going to take purpose. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take uh, a, a walk. It's going to take some time. Cannot go to the gym and expect, no, next week, I'm just like all pumped up. No. Look, I went to the gym for one week. Look at this. No. In the same way, don't you think that spiritually you just come to church for one month every Sunday? For the first time I came to church every Sunday in a month. Four services in a row. I'm so good spiritually. It takes time. It takes time to develop. It takes. But the good news is when you make a decision to grow spiritually, God will honor that decision and He shall give the increase. That's why Paul said, I, I, one planted, one watered. Another spiritual parallel with the natural. Water, plants, planting, sowing. Another parallel you can notice. Milk, bread. The Bible uses a lot of that so we can understand. Paul said, I can plant, He can water, but it's not about us. God is the one who gives the increase. Once you make your intentionality and say, I'm going to be intentional about growing, God will look and say, okay, I'm going to pour out my blessing. I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to give uh, growth to my child because I see his heart has positioned himself in the proper place for me to give growth. Come on. Be intentional. About growth don't stay in the same spiritual position you must be intentional if you want to see something every person in the bible that saw a miracle they were intentional you know Bartimaeus was intentional about receiving his miracle he's like Jesus passing by I'm gonna cry out from the top of my lungs like pastor John was saying he you know uh, he was saying I'm not sure if it was interview or in the service I don't remember but he said that he was blind he could not use his eyes but he had ears that he could use. He heard that Jesus was coming. He didn't have eyes to see, but he had his mouth. He could speak. Jesus, have mercy on me, son of David. He didn't have eyes to see, but he had a mouth to speak. He used whatever he had to be intentional about his miracle. And we see sometimes the church 
is, is looking for an answer, an automatic answer from God and they don't want to put any effort or put any intentionality in the things of God and it does not work that way. You must be intentional about the things of the Spirit. You must be intentional about the things of God and say, God, I'm positioning myself right here because I want to see your hand touch me. I want to see growth in my spiritual life. I want to go to the next level. I don't want to stay in the same way for 10 years. I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to develop. I want my life to be an example for others to follow. In order for that to happen, it takes intentionality. It takes sacrifice. It takes time. It's not overnight. But you got to start somewhere. Amen? Everything starts from small beginnings. One step at a time. But you never run a marathon just trying to go through the marathon in one moment. It takes steps. It takes time. And the Bible compares our lives to a race. Again, another example of natural reality with spiritual reality. A race. We're running a race. And this race is not just one day. It's a lifetime. But you got to start running somewhere. You cannot just expect that tomorrow you'll be at the finish line. But you got to start somewhere. How many want to grow spiritually? You want this, this year to be a year of growth, of expansion for your life, emotionally, spiritually, physically. You got, physically, for example, so many people are sick in church. And the reason why is because they're eating bad food. If they just stop eating what is bad and start exercising, things will shift. Can God do a miracle? Yes, He can. But sometimes God will do a miracle and you, you want to keep living the same lifestyle? Change. Amen? Our lives are not just spiritual. They are spiritual. They are emotional. They are natural as well. They are, they are natural elements to our, to, our, to our body also. Not everything is just spiritual. Amen? So growth is something that God wants to develop in your life. But you must make the decision. You know, God... I don't want to remain the same. I don't want to be like the Corinthians. After so many years, you're still babies in Christ because there's divisions, there's strife, there's envy. You're carnal. Hmm? Jealousy, strife, envy, dissension, division. You're still carnal. I'm not giving the meat to you because you're not ready. Amen? Touch your neighbor and say, it's time to grow up. If your neighbor did not believe, you can tell the other neighbor behind you, say, it's time to grow up. <laughs> it's time to grow up. Grow spiritually. How do I grow? I grow in the Word. I grow in prayer. I go in fellowship. That you got to be in the right atmosphere to grow. And one last example, I'm going to pray. In order for some trees to grow, they have to be in the right environment. If they're not in the right environment, they're not going to grow some plants that's why some uh, if you study about agriculture and things like that farms you need proper soil and proper environment to grow some species some kinds of, of, of plants and trees is that true growth 
Spiritual growth is also like that. You got to be in the right environment, in the right atmosphere, in the right soil, in the right nourishment in order for you to grow. Otherwise, you'll be like, you know, striving to grow, but the, the soil is not ready. The atmosphere is not ready. The temperature is not ready. But once you're placed in the right temperature, the right soil, the right nourishment, the right uh, feeding, the right everything, then God is going to give you growth. Amen. And I believe that God is preparing an atmosphere. He's preparing a soil right here where people will come and people will grow. Where people will come and they'll be touched. Where people will come and they'll be healed. Where people will come and they'll grow. They will mature. They will rise up to their calling. They will rise up to do what God has called them to do. Because the atmosphere is ready. The temperature is ready. The soil is ready. The anointing is flowing. Holy Ghost power is flowing. Holy Ghost teaching is flowing. Inspiration is flowing. And there there's a synergy. There's a, a hallelujah. There's 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 a sound that comes from heaven that is causing the proper environment for people to come and be nourished and be fed and grow. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share with your friends. The Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.